1: for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders. While supplies last, minimum $10 per order,
2: additional terms apply.
3: Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced $50,
2: You know I got it, if you
4: wanna come get it, stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey. Shake your money look up like somebody about to win you, don't worry the rules, keep your nose up in the air. You know I got it, if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey. Shake, shake, shake your money, mate, yeah. like you was shaking that for some pay. Yeah. took your mama nine more to me, might yeah. yeah. as well shake what your mama gave, yeah. Yeah. you looking good in them jeans i bet you look even better with me in between i keep my mind on my money money on my mind you're a hell of a distraction when you shake your behind i got devil up on my right side pulling some cuffs my whole hood is to my left and they ain't giving a fuck so feel free to get loose and get carried away So by tomorrow you forgot what you were saying today but don't forget about this feeling that i'm making you get and all the calories you burn from me making you sweat the mile high points you earn when we taking my chest and how every way you turn i be making you wet Shake your money, wake up like somebody bought the video I see you on my way, I got you right like you were afraid You know I got it, if you wanna come get it Stand next to this money like Hey, hey, hey Shake your money, wake up like somebody bought the video Don't worry about the rules, keep your nose up in the air You know I got it, if you wanna come get it Stand next to this money like Hey, hey, hey Switch, switch, switch it from right to left and Switch it till you're running right out of breath and Take a break until you're ready again and, and Bite over as many friends as you want to, but I really will you. Just be thankful that for real gave you something up to, to. Hey, hey, looter. I'm at the top of my game. You want my hands from the bottom to the top of your frame, and I just wanna take a little ride on your curves and get it right giving your body just what it deserves. And let me give you some swimming lessons on the penis. Backstroke, breaststroke, stroke of a genius. Yep. Call me the Renaissance man. Get up, and I stay harder than a center block, man. Hey. I'm just a bedroom gangster, and I've been meaning to tell you that I really must thank you with you. Shake your money, like somebody bought the video. I see you on my way, now don't
2: you act like you're afraid of? You know I got it, if you want to come get it, stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey. Shake money, like somebody bought the video. Don't worry about the movies, take your nose up in the mirror. You know I got it, if you want to come
4: Money Maker You got the
2: Money Maker
4: You
2: got the Money
4: Maker You got the Money Maker hey. They show them much you You show them what you can hey. do Show them hey. your, say, your, say money money your, your money make make. Make. Rock, rock, rock it and make it work Girl, please don't stop it Until it hurts, girl You've been looking a little tipsy yeah. So would you just shake it a little bit of this way I'm a member of the BBC there the no red breadwinner, a DTP. Yeah, yeah. And you just in that repetition, that's the start of the score. Cause everybody in the camp is like, yeah. oh my God, she's kicking me.
3: Your maker, folks. This is So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. I did not have an episode yesterday because I was uh, traveling for what seemed like three years from Clearwater, Florida, all the way back to beautiful uh, Los Angeles, California, which now has a nip in the air. I've come back and we are at the point, the, the, the part of the year I love the most, where I can hide my chubby little body into... Um, uh bulky clothes (laughs) how's everybody doing today is everybody good i i it's taken me a second to um get back in the swing of things but i think i'm back yeah i watched finally got to watch salt lake city and potomac today damn they were good uh i'm doing my potomac recap for the patreon i got a couple patreon episodes finally coming out this week uh sorry baddies uh it uh it's been wild and uh um, I do want to tell you, oh by the way, that that uh, mashup, ludicrous who you know I love. Ludicrous is just a fun fun he's just fun he's just, how do you not like ludicrous um but Rilo Kiley is the background music on that that's uh, their song moneymaker and Rilo Kiley is such an important band to me and they are they're broken up now and Jenny Lewis was the lead is the lead singer of that band and Blake senate is on guitar and they were so good they are so good i really highly suggest people go back and check out their albums if if you haven't those albums of theirs i think they had four in all and they mean so much to me like they're so so their, uh, their album takeoffs and landings, um, the, the execution of all things, I mean, just such amazing songs. Her voice is the voice of an angel. His guitar work is amazing. And, um, I cannot say enough good things about the band Rilo Kiley. That's R I L O K I L E Y. But this isn't about music, folks. This is about reality shows. And we had something so amazing happen today, something that made me restore my faith in humanity, and especially after I traveled for 16 hours with an eight-hour layover in Phoenix, one hour away from my destination. And imagine that. I was supposed to go see Alanis Morissette do her Jagged Little Pill album, and that got totally crushed because of a layover in, uh, in Arizona. But today is a brand new day, and uh, guess what? I saw a little something called the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion trailer. Folks, if we were worried, this trailer shows that we do not have to be worried any longer. I'm going to play it for you right now. It's three minutes, and of course, it's a visual medium, but we can take certain lines and sound effects from that. But follow along at home. Pull it up on the old YouTube. Go to my go to my Instagram page, which, by the way, I thought, so Erica Jane had posted it on her Instagram, and all of a sudden, I couldn't find it, so I thought she got ordered to take it down, so it was, so, <laughs> so I recorded it from a phone to a phone so it had like a shaky handheld quality like you used to see in movie theaters when somebody would like you know you'd go downtown and they would sell like the new releases and you'd take it home and it was like some guy with a camcorder in the back of the theater and it would just be all shaky that is my version of it. you can see it on my Instagram page but for some reason I thought like oh my god I have the only copy of this now and then like completely amazing looking copies turned up three minutes after I posted mine. But whatever, it's it's the effort that counts. But um, so you can follow along of what the... But I'm just telling you folks, top to bottom... This is amazing. I'm going to play it for you right now. We'll talk about it afterwards. And then we have an amazing, amazing guest with us today. Sarah Galley from the podcast, Andy's Girls. Uh, We just have the best conversation. Me and Sarah always have amazing Bravo conversations. And I know a lot of you guys uh, love Sarah already, but a lot of you guys said, I love it when you just talk to other podcasters and stuff. So I think this is going to hit all your buttons because it definitely hit mine. So without the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 11 reunion trailer.
0: How are you? Hi! You look wonderful. You look wonderful. Get on in here. Everyone's
2: like, "Oh my god, is she going to go through reading?" I'm like, F- "Yeah." I'm She's going. shown
0: up for everything else, why wouldn't she? Yeah.
2: Quitter. Last night, I had a dream that we were at the reunion. Don't
0: you say that to me. I can say anything I want to say. So can I. So can all of us.
2: There's going to be some shots taken and some shots fired. The moment you call me a liar, it's game on. You don't know that. Let me finish Garcelle. Why don't you come to me and say, Rita, what are you doing? And guess what? There's going to be some winners, and there's going to be some losers. Well, that's life, baby. Where's your anger towards him? Am I angry now enough for you? Remember when you called me and you said these girls have flipped on you? Well, that'll come up at the reunion. <laughs> Get ready.
5: It's a four-part Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Do you stand by your assertion <laughs> that the leather they weren't pants... They were my
2: favorite. Oh. I am long-winded. I just want to say this, Andy, and, and this is really important. Am I boring you? <laughs>
5: oh, we are joined by the one and only... Kathy Hilton.
0: I have a few notes in case because I wanted to address a few things. Bring it, Kathy. Bring it, bitch. All these things I don't feel great about. I did them. It happened. Each and every one of them haunts me.
5: You really experienced threats and hate speech. It's hundreds a day. Wow. It's okay to cry. First, I say too much, and then I don't say enough. What you just threw down shows exactly who you are.
2: You and your husband, and you and your husband, were laughing at my up life. I can't control what comes out of their mouth. And you know what, I can't control what Tom
5: Girardi did.
2: The way that you spoke to me is not okay. You were being a
5: bitchy We're gonna put you on a skewer, and I'm gonna fire up the barbecue. Why didn't you leave Tom sooner? Where was I going? I know what you make on this show. Hold on. Did you feel you were held captive? He's having multiple affairs, yet, as we know, he put $20 million and more into your account. (sighs) Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing?
2: Can someone please back me the up on what I'm saying?
5: You were manipulating the narrative by saying that the cognitive decline started three years ago. That's not true.
2: Again, here you are, looking at me, rolling
5: your eyes. It lands differently when there that are so, air crash does, victims. Have you asked him if he did it? I
2: asked him, why am I, white?"
3: my god folks i am emotionally hard right now that was um i goose pimples everywhere on my body that last music was like dung dung and you can't see it but obviously what's happening is that they are forming into one robot and they're like dung dung and then they're fine i mean it sounds like a superhero movie my god so let me take you through this really quick and of course with sarah uh galley i get into this as well but there is so much to cover here and remember folks Friday, we're doing a season finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. All of our favorites will be there. And <laughs> Lisha Rena uh something I say I say she'll be there. Dorit Patriot. Boop, boop 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 boop. All of our friends will be there to say farewell, but that's not true because we have four more episodes of the reunion after that, and I'll be recapping that as well on Fridays, I'm sure. Um but what a season it was! So this this trailer, you guys, it starts off, and it uh, you know it's like dee, dee, dee. so we see Rena pulling up outside of Erica Jane's house, which I'm all like, oh no! And then immediately I was bracing myself. I had, I I grabbed on to something as I was watching because I knew once Rena the I knew anytime Rena goes somewhere and the door opens, you hear. <laughs> So it was like that bullshit. Like, you look good. And by the way, did anybody see Erica Jane's spray tan? It almost it almost looked offensive. It almost I was like, girl, what are you doing? How dark are you going? It was and you see her hands and they're like ghostly white. And then it looked like she's slathered really dark pancake makeup on. And I talk about this with Sarah in there that I'm like getting paranoid that she's trying to make herself look bad to make us pity, but I, I'm just getting too paranoid. So anyways, they're like, uh, Rena was like, guess we you're got to be crazy. And uh, Erica's like, there's going to be some shots fired and some shots taken. And they're sipping champagne. And it's like these little people think they are the, the driving force of this narrative. And I'm like, think again. You are the bad guys. Lisa Renna, Erica Jane, you are what we call the bad guy. So anyways, the shots fired, shots taken. And then we see some clips of like, how dare you? No, how dare you? We see the reunion set up. And, um, so... We get into the that everybody like we find out from Crystal that she got hundreds of hate messages each day. And we see her crying about that. Uh We see uh Lisa Rinna bullshitting, going, I feel better about everything I did. <laughs> so obviously she's being pressed about Denise and all of that crap. And the thing that I I think we see a pattern forming, if nobody's noticed, is that Lisa Rinna doesn't ever really have a plot line. It's just that she is somebody else's worst enemy on the show is that she makes life difficult for one to two cast members each season. And she switches it up last season. It was Denise. And by the way, uh, you know, I'll talk about this on the, but I, I watched some old episodes of Beverly Hills from last season on the plane yesterday. Cause Southwest has like free Bravo or whatever. And I just, it, it just shocked me at how horrible, lisa rena was to denise i was reminded like sometimes like oh i must be going a little crazy no she was such a hard ass oh just creepy creepy chilling so anyways we get introduced to kathy hilton and kathy of course brings all of these scribbles uh on like this kind of crumpled up paper which is very kathy uh dorit at one point starts talking and andy yawns and she's like am i boring you andy Boopy boop 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 And um, what I did think would be like, wouldn't it get chills if it was like all of a sudden like the men, uh, we didn't see the house husbands, but it would be great if Tom Girardi showed up. And he just like stumbles in and he actually rolls five times like his car. Um, But then there was a huge section of this that you heard where Andy really does press Erica and ask some really tough questions and actually seems to catch her up on one. Now, of course, hats go off to the editors because amazing editing job. Who knows if any of this is half as dramatic, but it seems like it is. It seems like this is really, really and um what looks to be amazing. And even from top to bottom, just how they put this trailer together, it gives me a lot of faith in what we are about to see. And I, I'm just very excited about this. Um, but Erica telling Andy, you're sitting there with this smile on your face. You know, you're sitting there with like rolling your eyes at me. Like all of that stuff is great. And of course, Andy's line of Erica, I know how much money you make. And obviously that's in relation to her, like, cause he presses her on. Well, why didn't you leave before? And then this isn't in this trailer, but they showed a little piece of it in during the housewives episode tonight. And we get a question saying, well, did you ever cheat on him, Erica? Which is a very good question to ask. Um, I think she'll say no, even if she did or not, I think she'll still say no, but that's a great question. So it really restored my faith in Andy. And he even says, Hey, I'm going to put your, you know, we're going to put put you in the grill and just fire you up right now and really takes her to task. But uh, it looked just top to bottom amazing. And, of course, we'll break down every moment here on So Bad It's Good. Uh, but I wanted to just give you a little taste. And we'll probably talk about a couple more of these moments on tomorrow's episode as we break down the season finale. And I'm raring to go. I will say this, though. I saw a lot of people's reactions online already saying that was a really boring season finale. And I disagree, man. I am so locked into this that I found it fascinating. Even the little minutia moments between these ladies I find fascinating. I'm really locked into this season. So I didn't find it boring. But what I will say, if you did find it boring, you will not find my podcast on Friday boring. So tell your friends, tell your loved ones, Friday is where it's at. Come, come, come. uh, Listen, you know, just gather around the hearth. Uh, Light a fire, uh, gather the family, and maybe just, you know, instead of church, listen to So Bad It's Good, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap on Friday. Uh, Today, let's just get right to it. There is so much to talk about, but we're going to get right into the interview. Sarah Galley from the podcast Andy's Girls. She is doing her first live show, which I talk about in the intro, but it really is important to go out and support these. Uh, Sarah is great, uh, but like I say at the, the very end of this as well, is You know, when we support, we're a very small community of, I think, like-minded Bravo people that are trying to do some different things with uh, this network that we love and these shows that we love. And you got to support that when when we try something new so we can continue to try things new. Because if this works out for Sarah, hopefully I can do some live shows down the line. And that's always, you know, been a dream of mine as well. So we want to make sure these things succeed so we can see other really cool things from other cool people. But um, without further ado, and I want to say we talk a lot about Beverly Hills. We talk a lot about it, not the season finale, but the season as a whole, a lot about Erica Jane, but then we get to get into some fun stuff with Potomac and Salt Lake city, which I have not been able to talk about. We talk about Candace. We talk about Jen Shaw. We talk about Lisa Barlow, you know? So this was just a really, really fun conversation. It was one of those that went by way too quick. And I'm going to be on Andy's girls, I think this weekend. Uh, so it'll be kind of like part two of the conversation. So make sure you check that out as well. Thank you guys for all of your support. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll hear me on Friday and I have a busy next couple of days because I got a lot of people I'm interviewing and I'm really excited to share all those with you. So thank you guys for all of your support and well wishes and, oh God, and, and um, we, we hit 40,000 on Instagram on followers. That's insanely amazing. Uh special shout out goes to Meditza Lopez who has made so many beautiful graphics, uh, for this. And I, uh, just such an invaluable member of this team, but, uh, I was really, really happy. I, I know that doesn't really mean a lot in the long run of anything, you know, 40,000, but I just never thought. So if you're one of those people, that's really cool. Thank you so much. And, uh, without further ado, Sarah Galley. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Thursday episode of So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Today, uh, we have somebody that I do not have to put in any effort. It's going to be all her, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, But we have so much to talk about because we really have been blessed with a really amazing Bravo week. Um, I mean, honestly, we are firing on all cylinders from Potomac to Salt Lake to the end of Beverly Hills. Uh, Vanderpump Rules is back, but also my guest... Uh, is fire in on all cylinders as well, because I need you guys to know, especially if you're in the New York area, that we are going to be having the first live show of Andy's Girls... The hit podcast with Sarah Galley. It's going to be Sunday, October 17th. Uh, it's at Club Coming, C-U-M-M-I-N-G. 7 p.m. doors open at 6.30, $20 advance, 25 at the door. Proof of vaccination required. She's doing it the right way, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, from the podcast, Andy's Girls, Sarah Galley. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Oh,
1: my God. I could leave. Job com- mission accomplished. What an I- intro.
3: I mean, do you feel, I heard Broadway yes. was back, but now I know it's back when I That's hear that right. you're doing a live show. This is your first live show after you've been doing this podcast for how long?
1: 736 years.
3: 736. You day. do not look above 300. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, it's so young. Thank so you young. so
1: much. Thank you. That's how uh, we roll here in New York when we drink You, you know, look like water. Erica
3: Jane with a glam squad at all times.
1: <laughs> oh my God, what a difference. Can I please tell you? Holy <laughs> That was like the that was the big learning lesson coming from that um, exciting, iconic, historic trailer. But thank you for the shout out for the live show. Yeah, it's a really big fucking deal. Uh, to do a live show. Have you done a live show? I've never no, done a live I mean, show for the pod. No, I live. I've done, li-
3: I've done right. live improv shows that we're I had right. to beg, like, your three friends to come at 10.30 at night <laughs> to watch, like, can I get a new location? Like, but I would never, I would be so nervous. I would be so nervous mm. that no one would show up. I would be mm-hmm. so nervous. Are you, well, are any of these, no, no, but that's what we're going to make sure is that everybody <laughs> shows up. We're going to make sure that everybody shows up. And, uh, but... They know if they show up, they're going to get a quality product, laughs, Uh, who you have your special guest, Damian Bellino, who you podcast with all the time, who Mm -hmm. is amazing himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But what made you finally decide to do this?
1: I have wanted to do it for a while. I actually, so I just recorded episode 255 for Andy's Girls. And around around like 160, I want to say, I started thinking about doing a live show, which I really thought I would do for the 200th episode. And then obviously, you know, you make plans and COVID laughs. So COVID happened and that became, um, you know, very much TBD. And, uh, you know, New York City is taking mandates very seriously. So it's, um, they have have a mandate of any indoor yada yada and it's a small space and so you know it's vax proof required um masks encouraged all of that good stuff but um it's something that I felt like you know I think this is like the right time to do it I've been to a, um, a show at club coming recently and felt incredibly safe with their protocol and also really inspired to see anything live and to see people. No, it is,
3: it is, it it really is. And I got to tell you, podcast audiences, I feel are really Mm. the best because, you know, you know, you, you, you deal with, we talk with these people. There are so many kind, caring people that get, the material on such a different level than even what you bring to it but it is so cool to see them even appreciate i know you have hardcore fans i know i I mean like it just really is cool that you're going to be able to do this and hopefully if this goes well you can do this at more places because if you go to la i better i better at least be able to like check the vaccination cards or run the merch table or something you know
1: (laughs) you just missed me. I was there for a couple of days. Yes. Wait, you, by, the way, guys, wait, wait, wait. by the way, you out and fled to Florida. You were like, way, "Wow, okay, I, I got go.
3: to go." I fled to the most unsafe place in the country. <laughs> no. Get it. So Sarah uh, texts me and says, "Hey, I, I have a group of people coming, and uh, not club coming, but coming to like I'm coming mm. to L.A. and we're all going to meet up." And I, of course, I was in Florida with my parents. And I'm just looking at them and going like, I'm just, I'm an older man with his parents on vacation now. And <laughs> I could be, I could be in the other cool place of like with a bunch yes. of Bravo heads. Yes. But, but by the way, what was your LA trip like? Because if I'm not mistaken, you met, uh, cause you did an interview with Crystal Minkoff, which was amazing. And she Thank actually you. really opened about her eating, uh, just like, a, really a great interview. Mm-hmm. What was it like to meet her in person? I mean, like, uh, here in LA
1: it was great i mean i interviewed her when she was in, in town yeah exactly for watch what happens so we were able to have a really vulnerable connected connective conversation during that time and this time we were like let's fucking go to drinks
3: and so you drank with crystal oh I had, my god not
1: only did i drink with crystal but i had the crystal cocktail which i think is iconic but she did this recipe because i'm on the fucking wellness bullshit because of some medical stuff um and so she a lot of the recipes that she does on instagram are all yeah. you know they're so great for people with variety of different um dietary restrictions or interests whatever so she does this like crystal margarita where it's like just the booze and then I want to say seltzer. I forget. And then no sweetener. And then. <laughs> I, I love fu- that you're like, I
3: forgot. I started oh, drinking I forgot what it was. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, yeah.
1: No. And so, and a, and a plate, a plate of sliced limes and oranges. And then you fucking squeeze it. So it's like carcass in.
3: You know, I don't know how Dory would wait, feel wait, about it. Wait, wait, did you go to her place?
1: No, I I wanted to go um, at the bougiest. I said I, I want to be in the The polo the, lounge, the bougiest possible location. So she sent a couple ideas, and I sent ideas, and then she was like, Soho House, and I said, One thousand. Oh,
3: <laughs> did you take a very? Because you, you can't usually bring your cell phones in. So I mean, you're not supposed to have them out and about.
1: Yeah, you can br- have your phone. I don't know about the phone out and about, but I do know that there are no pictures loud but i did sneak a photo of my um crystal cocktail because i was like this is hilarious and the second i drank it i was like oh this is going to do its job and i went to a <laughs> mozart concert at the hollywood bowl after absolutely are you shit-based. sure you went to a mozart i'm not, concert? I'm, like, not <laughs> I'm not sure what happened after that but it was great wait did
3: you go to a mozart concert with crystal minkoff
1: No, although I had like gotten her thoughts on it because I've never seen a show at the Hollywood Bowl and I don't know anything about classical music. I was like, oh, I remember that from a commercial. It was very much like just to be there to get the vibe of the Hollywood Bowl. And then it was just like, and you were you disappointed
3: when you found out Mozart wasn't there? We were like, this guy didn't even this guy didn't even show up tonight. Well, I
1: (laughs) asked for a photo with someone. Yeah, yeah. He
3: had long flowing white hair. I don't know who that loved it. Who did I wake up with? That's crazy. Yeah, check that off the list. Speaking of that, I did get a text from Sarah because it's very late at night in New York for Sarah. <laughs> she texted me uh, that she was, you know, hey, I'm going to be uh, late. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then so she bad. goes, then she goes, what a fabulous night, Ryan. And, <laughs> and I go, wait, what? Like I got scared that we already did the interview. And then uh, it turns <laughs> out she goes, oh, no, wrong, Ryan. <laughs> Who is the other Ryan you're having fabulous <laughs> nights with on the town?
1: I went back to Soho. I've never been to Soho, which is, like, guys, the bougiest place you could ever go into in my tribe. I fucking love it, mostly because I don't have to pay for the, like, price of admission to go but i went with a friend ryan hoolahan who just guessed it on the most recent andy's girls and he is a member of this private club so we went and i was meeting him for drinks and four and a half hours later he was like giving me a tour it was phenomenal but then i texted him so like you there was ryan and then ryan so i texted what i thought was ryan hoolahan being like such a fabulous night walking the And you the texted Kutris, Ryan O'Hanlon. I'll be there when I'm there. <laughs> I
3: know. We'll start when I'm ready. <laughs> a fucking man.
1: So anyway, you missed a great tri- you missed a great trip in LA. I A. I didn't see any of the nervous. Bravo
3: sites. I would have but... been too nervous to meet Crystal. I think. I don't think I can. I don't think I can meet any of the Bravo celebrities. Like I just don't think that's like going to be ever be my like. I don't think. I get i I think I would be too nervous, you know, um,
1: my thing is i it's not necessarily nerves, but I don't know that I'm interested in socializing with people. I think the difference with Crystal is I genuinely the second that she appeared on screen i felt like i understood her because we have shared experiences with body dysmorphia and disordered eating and i was like i get this person and we had a really connective recording session and she also listens to andy's girls so you know she'll have feedback for me on the pod and i'll have feedback for her (laughs) on the show and
3: holy shit she listens i i yeah, that I hope was a nobody crazy thing. Ever li- oh my god! Oh no, I, I, don't, pray, want I, no, pray I don't want anybody. No, I don't want anybody to one...
1: listen. I don't want anybody to listen. She reached out and was like, "I'm a fan," and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I oh, thought she, I thought god. she had me confused with somebody else. But yeah, Ugh. but that's helpful because Andy's Girls is a different kind of show. It's a, it's diving deep and talking about psychology and the behavior behind um, what we're watching on screen and how our own experiences shape our perception and our lens of what's going on and. Um, So, you know, I wouldn't recommend that any housewife or Bravo Liberty listen to Bravo podcast, but I certainly appreciated that she knew, had an understanding of what the show was before she guested.
3: And we talk about the psychology behind gas and yes. uh, you know, far toots and stuff like that. Uh, by the shoot. way, Mary Cosby, what a poot like a pooter. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, you saw that episode where Mary pooted two episodes ago and, and whatever. Am- it is, it is, isn't it weird though, that we celebrate the behavior? Speaking of behavior, we celebrate the behavior of these people that are like most likely Mary has done some real wrong in her life. Yet I will watch her on screen and it's like, I'm like, wow, it's magic. Like her talking to her silverware and her plates and stuff like that. I'm like, that's amazing.
1: I mean, she is an iconic housewife. And when she comes on screen, because there's no way to guess her behavior or reasoning for literally anything. And also because often she's really pretty good with responses and conversation with Meredith and like asking smart questions about Jen. So there's no way to really follow the path. But for whatever reason, there are these huge moments that Bravo doesn't include in episodes that they have been giving us as deleted scenes. Not even secrets to reveal, but deleted <laughs> scenes. Like with um, <laughs> Sutton saying she offered Erica a loan it, it, on Beverly It gives Hills.
3: context. It gives context. It
1: gives context. And in Salt Lake City, there was this fucking scene of her showing up at Whitney's oh house God. and being Telled like, it to, yes. what did, you're going to do a better job. But she was like, to Whitney and her Kids or tiny little children. kids. She's like, Yeah, a congregant, you know, died yesterday. Or, no, 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 a congregant. No, no. she goes, Yeah, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. I'm spoiling. She was like, She was like,
3: a congregant. It was like, uh, snowing and all that. And she got into a really bad accident on a bridge. And the, and the kids are feet like, dropped. Yeah, 30 feet. And they're like, uh, Is she all right? And Mary goes, No, she's dead. <laughs> And it was just like the silence and the kids looking at each other and Whitney looking at, you know, it was just wild.
1: I mean, there is this small ginger child being like, "Um, why did
3: you have to bring ginger into this? You know, because, you know, he's more sensitive. You know, he's more sensitive. There's a
1: special, special daughter. And she's like, did, did she? die waiting for someone to be like because of course I am I am a minor child you're not going to tell me this unless there's some sort of something that's not going to give me nightmares and Mary's like no she died and then starts dancing and gesticulating a second later and is like I'm so happy I'm here I have so much <laughs> whiplash from watching it and I cannot stop watching it it's, she's intoxicated well, that's, if
3: you were an actor you would, you would have to be Meryl Stre- Streep to be able to pull that off with the ups and downs of the reversals and emotion and like you know what I'm saying like you can tell she's a real person because there's not a false moment in that, but at the same time, there you know, none of us could ever attempt to do like there are just certain people. I was talking about this in terms of reality shows is that we were on Vanderpump Rules uh, on the first episode, we saw Sheena's uh she has like new nude pregnancy photos with her and Brock. Mm -hmm. And I was like and I was like thinking about Dorit's photo of herself and her and it's like Mm -hmm. if you're the type of person that has Uh, or even thought like a big print of yourself in a a way, you're made for a reality show. You're made, oh, do you have one?
1: No, I mean, I just, I remember I was on like a double date with a couple and I went back to their apartment and it was around Christmas time and they had Christmas ornaments, which were their wedding photos, like on the tree. And I remember thinking like, and I'm Jewish, so like I can truly go fuck myself, but I remember thinking... Why do you have – and their apartment was everything. It was a shrine to their wedding, which had happened at some point in the the past. I don't even know if it was recent past. But I'm, like, looking at their tree being, like, why would you want Christmas ornaments – That are from your wedding. Is that not, I can't, we don't have a, I don't have a comparison. We don't hang anything on a menorah aside from our hopes and dreams. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to like, is it, it is a little, there are, I think you should display moments, but I don't know. You can go too far.
3: Well, also—if I woke up and I saw a big image of myself, I would literally be like, "Ah!" It'd be like a constant state of the Mondays. Like, I don't want to wake up to like a a huge like the the ego involved in that, which is amazing, and I'm 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 envious of it in some ways. But it, to me, it's the same kind of ego that makes you talk about somebody falling from a thirty foot bridge and dying, and then going, "Ah, uh, yeah." Oh, uh, fruit is good. Like you know, like the, I, I love life. It's just bizarre behavior that is amazing to watch on reality shows.
1: I completely agree, and I also would just say, alternatively, friend of friend of Beverly Hills. Paris Hilton has an iconic house that's known because she has photos of yeah. her plastered literally everywhere. But it's a win when it's Paris. It's just, we're not See, all it, Paris it, Hilton. It,
3: it, yes, exactly. It depends on the person. Just some of Paris us. Hilton, I used to watch, uh, I used to be on Snapchat, like this is like seven mm-hmm. years ago or six years ago. And... Uh, and you would just watch Paris Hilton because her doghouse was better than any place I had ever lived in. <laughs> like, I was like, I wouldn't even squat in Paris's house. I'd go straight to the dog house. Like, why does the dog need cable? Why does a dog need, like, better TV than I have? Like, that's wild.
1: It is a sign of just how important and impactful and fucking beautiful this season of Beverly Hills is that we know seemingly everything there is to. I remember when Nikki Hilton eloped in Vegas and it was a big goddamn deal. Yeah, we know everything there is to know about Paris and Nikki. And yet, the kookiness of Kathy, for I would say the vast majority of us, is a stunning and surprise revelation. I mean, that but just then, goes but to they, show you.
3: See, then it gives validation and foundation to Paris and Nikki. Like mm-hmm. it's that missing piece. And if you would just watch the YouTube Paris Hilton documentary, yes. "This Is Paris." Oof. If you would just watch that, you would have a very maybe uh, a little bit more of a brutal uh, opinion of Kathy. Even though I, you know, in in thinking more about it, like she did have to do something. Mm-hmm. She, you know, but. To have, to watch Kathy, it makes things all make sense to watch all of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I got into this with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with Ryan on the...
3: Oh, with your boyfriend, of- Ryan. <laughs> oh, yes. Soho House Ryan, who on I everybody? I share Ryan oh, with... Oh, he has a membership to Soho Ryan's House. Husband. I, um, I, have a, I have a credit card at Old Navy. Does that do anything for... Love it, for- <laughs>
1: into it. I'll see you there <laughs> yeah, tomorrow yeah, at 6. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I got into this with Ryan in the sense of how much of Kathy finally appearing on Beverly Hills in the way that she is with the amount of time that she's spending over, you know, being in a very occasional rare cameo, how much of that is related to any kind of PR recovery following Paris's doc series, which I watched and thought was incredible and incredibly impactful. And he had a different perspective. uh, They had a different perspective rather, excuse me, than I did, which was, I felt like it had nothing to do with anything. I didn't think that Kathy needed a PR judge, but Ryan had a difference of opinion. I'm curious about yours.
3: Well, you know, that's, it's such a, uh, this is an interesting conversation and it kind of ties in with Erica in a way too. And especially with the trailer that we saw for the four part reunion is that, I think these housewives and these shows have broken our brains in a little bit of a way. (laughs) And so we almost can... Well, we almost start thinking that everything has this hidden meaning, this hidden agenda, and if, especially if you watch Erica Jane's storyline, which hats off season finale was tonight, and I will be on Andy's girls talking about this yes. show, so you guys have to go listen to that episode as well. Consider that part two of this conversation mm. uh because I am ready to go off on that <laughs> and this season. But what I will say is that it makes me like even watching that trailer, we mm-hmm. saw Erica, she was done up. But then if you look at still frames that people have been posting, doesn't look like she got all the Botox or filler that she had. People were comparing. And in my head, my first thought was, she did that on purpose. Look at her. She did that to try to make it so that we think she doesn't have. Like, my head went three steps down mm-hmm. into conspiracy zone. Yeah, I got it. Thing, the same thing with Kathy Hilton of like, mm-hmm. okay, so... Is Kathy this ditz that, like, says funny, weird things and brings to reunion, like, scribbled on papers of, like, I have notes, Andy, like, uh, that we see? Or is she this master manipulator that is thinking ten steps ahead of all of us? And I just don't think that's her. I think it's somewhere maybe more in between. But I honestly think when you're that rich— you don't give an F what we like, Amen. Kathy didn't f and think like, oh, I'm so what Ryan and in, in his, his shitty little apartment thinks of me, you know, like, she's not thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? And I met Ryan Houlihan on that. Not me. I have a house.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think the, I think the question around intention is always so interesting, because we'll never truly know. I mean, speaking of intention not to slide on over to erica jane but the question that everyone is asking on uh of each other in the bravo community the question that can never be truthfully answered or rather the question that we'll never know the truth of there is no way for us to ever know is did erica know did erica know about tom's crimes and it's interesting to watch I that know.
3: Train. Yeah, she did. I mean, there I'll we go. tell you right now. Like no I, need yeah, for no. four
1: parts. We could yeah, do a third yeah. of one and call it a what day. If, by the way,
3: what if I bum everybody out in the first part, and like it starts, and then I just like, I break in like the Joker, and I'm like, hi, everybody. <laughs> let me ruin it all. She does know. that. Actually, they're saving for The Secrets Revealed. Mm. The Secrets Revealed is Erica just going. Yeah, I did Revealing secrets? Know. I totally I mean, did know, yeah. It.
1: It's literally Erica revealing secrets. No, I think you should do a pop-up video version of the Beverly Hills reunion. I'd love to see it, where it's like a little bubble, like that little VH1 moment, <laughs> where you just pop up fun, and you're like, I fun don't fact. think so. Yeah, I'd fun love fact, to see
3: it. fact, e- Erica does have $33 million in a hidden account.
1: And I am swimming in that money in this little bubble in the bottom corner of your screen. I would <laughs> love corner. it. I would love it. I mean, I... I Here's a question that I have for you. This is the fun of talking with a podcaster because I'm like, can I ask you like eight things Um, while I've got you on the horn? Uh, If you had the opportunity to ask a single question at the reunion of anyone, one question, what would you ask? It's an impossible question.
3: I think it would be to Rena, and I'd be like, what's so fucking funny all the time? Oh, what are you shit. laughing at? What are you laughing? Like tell me, what is so funny? You don't even listen for anybody to finish their thought before you go, <laughs> You just laugh like she just reacts. You can tell she's a soap opera actor and not mm. an, um, because she reacts. She she's like an improviser that is always yes. anding you on top, like even before you finish, mm-hmm. she's yes. anding and going to the next thing and the next thing. And it's like you don't girl, you're not even listening at this point. You're just reading lips and like and you're just I don't know. But the real question I think would obviously be to Erica is that in the end, do you regret not marrying for intense love?
1: assuming that she did not feel intense love.
3: I Yeah, I well, my my whole thing with her, and the, the more I think about it, is that I think the thing that's hard to feel sympathy for somebody in this situation is that she made a decision, and it, she gambled like we all gamble in certain situations in our life. She gambled on somebody taking care of her for the rest of her life in such an amazing way and helping her achieve her dreams, which now she was able to get to that point, or she almost got to that point, but, you know we don't feel sympathy for it because to us, it was like this. Now she's trying to like kind of dispose of the marriage. He cheated. It wasn't this, it wasn't that, but we all know at the end of the day, this is somebody with 30 years old, like 30 years, her senior. Mm -hmm. She kind of at the beginning, like she didn't have her son. Like she did this. She did this with a goal in mind and it wasn't intense love. I, I mean, that's the thing that I don't really feel bad for her about.
1: I don't I have a lot of um, apathy regarding the house of cards and and what we know about the stolen money and how it was used. But I also, as someone who's never been married, think isn't uh, this is a very simplified version. This is like the Disney fied simplified response isn't. When, when you get married, isn't it always a gamble and, and and intense love Um, could be built on when it comes to your love language, it could be built on trust. It could be built on foundation. It could be built on security. She might feel it. She might have seen a walking dollar sign or she might have seen someone who could genuinely take care of her and provide her with security.
3: I think she grew to love him in a very intense way because he did provide her with like huge security and bobbles and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But I always think of this of any of their relationships, save Kyle and Mauricio, is that, you know, these it's not like relationships like that we have the potential to have is that are they really sitting? You know, it would Tom and Erica five years ago be laying around like binging squid game. And he's like, yeah, let's do another one, you know, like would, you know, those things of just like binging a show together or being in sweats or being like, it's not the relationships that we're used to or like the actual building of something of trying to like build something together when a lot of uh, relationships are like that, I think.
1: I mean, it's just a very distorted power structure, but it's not abnormal. The The amount of money being discussed and obviously the knowledge that this is a huge, horrifying criminal enterprise changes the ways that we view maybe even her intentions when we know the end result, but... I think that there are many people who would have done the same, just in the sense, not including what we now know about the cost of marrying Tom Girardi in every way, or the cost of of staying married to him, or or whatever, however you look at it. But isn't there a way to look at this as, like, is it really that surprising? because he has the power, the money, the wealth, the esteem, the national name recognition, and she's a beautiful woman and um, I'm sure was very charming and interesting and was able to maneuver and contort herself into the role that he sort of granted for her, which is a choice she made, a very difficult one, I would assume, over a course of two decades. He doesn't like to hear his wife speak,
3: especially Yeah, and by recorded. the way, we saw her in the first decade, and it was very different than the second decade, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of that had to do with the choice of, of coming onto the show, which I'm sure reset the expectations of their marriage. But obviously... They had some sort of arrangement. But that being said, it doesn't mean that she wasn't head over heels in love with him. It just means that her valuation of how she looked at love and how she looked at the commitment of marriage is maybe different than the choice that you would make and the choice that I would make. I mean, I will, I live on the Upper East Side. I always say the poor section. So people who live in New York know it's not like, this is not, this is Ramona doesn't even live on Park, but it's not like the Park Avenue iteration. And it's like the saddest, most depressing game of walking down the street and being like, you know, um, uh, granddaughter or girlfriend, you know, it's like, you don't, there are so many of these kinds of relationships and like, it's it's fucked, but but, it's not, it's not necessarily abnormal in the sense that it's not rare. I mean,
3: have you ever personalized it even with you of like, at what point would you even be able, if somebody said, Hey, I don't want you to live in that. I want you to live in the richest section of Upper East Side. I will take care of you. I will make sure you go on a podcasting tour. Mm-hmm. I will. Clo- I will do. I mean, like all. And like I'm 30 years older than you, but I love you. I think you're beautiful. I think you're hot. All I of mean, this stuff. Where a would? Taste maker. Where would? Where do I mean, I obviously, sign? see, he sees something. He, see, I mean, yeah. he sees what he we sees all talent. see. He sees talent. I mean, he has got <laughs> eyes. Good for His him. His name's Andy Cohen, and he I no, Love it. No, perfect. perfect wh- for me. No, I mean, where do you do you have a thing on like where's your line of what you would be able to do and go with in terms of your own um, moralistic standards and what you're trying to do with your life? And hey, if somebody's going to help you do what you want to do in your life, I mean, that does kind of endear you to somebody.
1: I mean, I'm a native uh, Rhode Islander. I'm, I'm a native New Englander, and I I don't know why that matters, but it it does no, like, to me. Is this does uh, my Hilaria identity Baldwin, or Are you about
3: to say I mean, hundred
1: like, percent? Like... But I I just feel I I I feel uncomfortable around the idea of people. More power to you if you have it, but like I I would figure out a way to make light of someone who was performing enormous wealth. I mean, I have dated people who are significantly older than me or, or would be considered significantly older, not over 20 years, but close to that. And, um, you know, their level of emotional immaturity was right in line with mine. So we were like <laughs> right on the same level. But um, so when it comes to like an age difference, You know, 35 years or however it is, is very different according to the stage of life that you're in. And I don't, I think the stage of life that she was in when she married him is a very different experience to being married to someone in their like mid 80s or or early 80s or late 70s or whatever it is when she's 35 years younger also now on a reality TV show and finding stardom in her own right and dealing with that. Like, I don't know that I would have made the concessions that she did, but I don't know how much of that is related to the power imbalance and how much of that is related to just Tom's personality. I don't think I would respond well uh, and I wouldn't be able to control myself if someone spoke to me in the manner that he spoke to her, especially when I knew it was being filmed. I don't, I think that- I'm
3: speaking now, Erica. Is that what you're referring to?
1: Yeah, and he did it multiple times. And, and it's not like to say that Erica is the victim in this. The whole point of the frustration that a lot of people feel is that- The real victims are sort of made a joke of by her enormously disgusting social media and, you know, just ongoing narrative that this is a giant LOL. But I do think that there are ways that she made the choice to position herself into as small a piece as humanly possible Um, for at least a long period of time in her marriage to him that I just, I wouldn't be able to do it. I just, if it it could be considered a skill set, it's just one that I just don't think, I don't think I could make myself into that mold which isn't a judgment it's just the no, reality no, no, but i
3: if you look at the progression too of of erica if the the origin story of working at shakers yeah. of, of having men throw money at you yeah. or having to to flirt or do whatever or you know like be flirty or tough and t- you know like but then to do that maybe that gives you a little bit more breathing room to accept somebody like tom who i'm i'm a, a you know he she was a what was the hostess at her at the, at the restaurant that he used yep, to frequent as a lawyer, and that's him. where yep. they met. Like, hey, this isn't Shakers, this is a step up, but I'm still playing to a man that I'm letting flirt with me, but it's a very different scenario in terms of class.
1: And this is why I'm very confused by Erica, and also there are points where I'm enraged by her behavior, but it's very confusing to me, and it's a question that it looks like based off the, the trailer that Crystal asks that Erica shockingly doesn't respond to well, but I would think after the narrative that she has presented, a shifting one, um, a seemingly consequential one, but one that has changed and ebbed and flows in ways that seem odd, um, that based on the pressure and discomfort she felt in her marriage, plus the fact that she has discovered her husband is like a diabolical criminal for a period of time that is way outstanding what she herself has presented. It is very odd to me. I don't even care that he was like schtupping other people. I think that's almost the least of it. And that is where you could have some sort of arrangement or whatever, looking the other way. I don't understand why she is not displaying any anger or rage while presenting as someone in full capacity of showing it. And you could argue that she's like getting very angry at Sutton because it's easier to do that than at Tom, but I don't think she's mad at Tom. It it I don't even
3: know it's a good thing. In fact, in the last episode she was like, or two episodes, she was like, He's done so much for so many people. They can right. help him. And I'm like, wild. She's then placing like why isn't his family there? He's helped so many people. That to me is defense, and that's why one of the the most fascinating parts of the trailer that we saw was um Andy going, did you ask him? Did you do this? Mm. And she goes, uh, I asked. And then she was like, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm not supposed to admit that I, was, I talked to him. Like, for because that's that. Because remember, if she didn't know when she left, then she would have had to ask him after she had left. And she's not supposed to be talking to him. I and mean, that's she, why I think that moment was like a real trip up moment. That's why everybody was like, oh, and then they did reaction shots of everybody, you know.
1: I think she could have she could have answered in a way that was maybe not necessarily related to the timing after she left, but maybe related to any of the times that she was subpoenaed, where she may have been asking him, why am I a part of this suit and trying to figure out. And it doesn't mean she's not lying. doesn't mean she's not scrambling for a response. But there's a way for her to answer that can still be awkward and tense. It's unrelated to talking to him post-split, but it's, it's like, I don't, (laughs) there's so many aspects of this that from the most humane, the the thing that we love about Housewives is how disconnected they are from reality. Our, our, our ability to like, Oh, by at the way, we're almost. we're
3: sitting here humanizing them. Isn't that funny? Like you're podcasting us. We're sitting here going over all of these yeah. motivations. We're making it Shakespearean in our head. We're, we're talking about Kathy Hilton. Is she a ditz? Is she a master manipulator? We're doing more. That's why I always think like sometimes with even Vanderpump Rules coming back, I'm like, I hope the producers thought about this as much as we have because you have to compete with us now, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, regardless, there's a lot of value in it because I think any exploration of human beings behavior, even if it's built built on some kind of like archetype, is really interesting. And it involves a kind of empathy or lens or perspective that opens each other up, you know, just to ourselves or to other people, whomever it is. It is that connective thread in the Bravo community that sets Bravo apart. But I just think with Erica, it is so fascinating to me that she is obviously a like different bird than Um, how many would respond. But you cannot, I mean, I, I don't know, you can be denial for the rest of your life if you wanted to. But if everyone in the world is asking you the same question, at what point does it become less of a shock, which is like, do you not even did you know, which is not which is important, but not as interesting to me as like, did you benefit? But regardless of that, like, do you understand what he has done? Because her ability to continue to like do this PR campaign or whatever it is that does, as Sutton said, directly support his legal defense. Yeah. Do you have an under, like we use the phrase plane crash victims, uh, uh, family members of plane crash victims who've died and a literal burn victim. And at some point, apparently in her processing that has become white noise, which is terrifying to me, but Regardless, like, do you understand what he has done? Like, do you genuinely understand what he has done, which is not about accepting culpability. It's not about asking if you knew. But like, do you understand this? Because I think she is refuting it. Like, I think she is, which is different from refusing to acknowledge it. I don't know that she believes that he's done this stuff.
3: Ooh, that's. But like, you, oh, like tell that me would thoughts. Be re- like, what that are That would thinking? be really fast. Well, see, mine is, is a little bit more, uh, not darker, but a more like when you're mm. at a stature, we talk about all of these rich people in this kind of upper echelon and this uh, rarefied air that they all uh, live and breathe. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like, uh, I was talking with somebody about Epstein and, and Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, Ooh, and, that's And I was talking about like, up. you know, so she great, goes on trial next example. month or something, right? Oh, and, does like, she? I believe she does. Okay, interesting, and' Interesting. The thing is, I'm like, well, you know, if you read some of Jeffrey Epstein's things, remember, he doesn't think he's, you know, he, you know, he doesn't uh, view American law of like, well, I think, I don't think having sex with a 14 year old is wrong. Like, you know, that thought, like, so Mm -hmm. imagine having that thought process. Well, like, well, that's an American thing. That's an American thing. And I think Erica Jane in certain ways has this. Well, all rich people steal. Well, all rich people do this. And I really do think she's like, well, all like... Dorit, it's going to be you one day. And Kyle, it's going to be you one day. Mauricio's going to fuck up somewhere along the like. I think she... And, I, and to me, I even started thinking about that. And I say this all the time on the podcast. I started thinking, is there any real money out there? Or is mm. it just people stealing from other people? And it's like these things that are designed to protect us, like the law, mm-hmm. like law enforcement. And those are the people that end up working against us because we're not the rich ones. Because we don't have the money to pay them off and stuff like that. So that's the frustrating thing, is that these systems like law we find out how easily they can crumble when money's involved i mean tom was uh openly uh working with the california bar association i mean like these are these are systems in place supposed to protect the little people that's what he said in one of his quotes i'm here to protect the little people and he stole from all of us guys here is one of my favorite parts of the show where we uh we do our ads, and we have two sponsors that have been with us before, and they are with us again. Our first one is Raycon. And uh, I actually have my Raycon earbuds with me right now. I've had them all vacation long, and they've been amazing on the beach. But uh, there, you know, there's so much going on in the world. Whether it's stuff you're excited about, which is a vacation with your parents, <laughs> or uh, or you know stuff that we're not so excited about, like uh, going to work, go going back into the office now after this insane pandemic. So you can't always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh, now I was actually just using my Raycon earbuds to listen to a podcast. I listened to a, uh, Up First NPR podcast every day so I can feel smart. And then I listen to the new Sufian Stevens album on my Raycons. And I listen to uh, Big Red Machine, which is uh, the guy from Bon Iver. Anyways, I listened to a lot of stuff this week on my Raycons and they were amazing. Uh, So whether you choose to use them to pump up, wind down, work or work out, Raycons are now my go-to for the on-go audio. And the new Everyday Earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have this improved rubber oil look and feel. Uh, They really are. They're very sleek. Uh, It's not rough to the touch, and they fit into your ears perfectly. And they're optimized. Uh, These tips are optimized for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive before you even start listening. So you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. So you have pure mode, which is for podcast listening, this podcast, of course, blues, instrumental, etc. You have balanced mode, uh, also for podcast listening, rock, heavy rock, metal, and you have bass mode. Hip hop, EDM, reggae, all that stuff. So there's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. So this actually is a fun mode. So you can put it on and then I can eavesdrop uh, you know, for all the people around the beach. This is the eavesdrop mode, the awareness mode is Pretty much, I should tell my mom about this. She'll love it. So the Raycons uh, offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. And there's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. And we always talk about all these products. I love when they come with guarantees. So if you do not like them, if you are not satisfied, if you do not think what I am saying is true, you can return them. That's huge. So right now, So Bad It's Good listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash so bad. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash so bad to save 15% on Raycon's buyraycon.com slash so bad so that is the first one and then the second one this is awesome uh i've talked about this i talked about this last time when i was super sick but it's simply safe that's the, the the company and this is big news uh from now my favorite home security company simply safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera that's right. Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. So, this brand new outdoor security camber is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. So, I got a huge box of Simply Safe products. I talked about this last time. Uh, and I had also talked about uh, I live in a house, but we have these three houses attached to it right off Melrose in Los Angeles. And it is, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot more uh, crime filled in the last two years. But, um, uh, we had this new lady move in, uh, in the backyard area and somebody tried to kick her door in late at night and it scared the hell out of her. it was sc- scared the hell out of any of us. So I was able to set this up and now we have a home security system in the backyard area. Uh, we can all log in, we can all see what's going on. And it just kind of gives that extra safety precaution that, makes us feel a little bit better. So it has an ultra wide 140 degree field of view so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an eight time zoom. Like my God, I'll probably end up filming some kind of like student film with this thing. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color and night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It is super simple to set up and usually it just takes minutes. And it has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and it can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, Every window, every room, they are protected. And now your property will be too. So to learn more about this exciting new Simply Safe Wireless Outdoor Security camera, visit SimplySafe.com slash so bad. And that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash so bad. And what's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafecom slash so bad. So please go check out these things. Even just go to the website, see if it is of use to you. They support the pod. So we want to support them. So uh, without further ado, back for the remaining portion you know like we are the little people and they all do it it's not and then i think erica in her head of like well we all do it tom just got caught and i think like the thing thing with like jeffrey epstein like oh well you can uh, throw me in jail you can do whatever you want but i'm not like guilty by whose standards oh america's yeah. okay yeah
1: and you can buy proximity to power what helped jeffrey epstein and what gave him camouflage was donating large sums of money yes. to harvard and like the playing points with bill clinton
3: tom did the same tom did the same sh- i have the awards i bought them they're in my you know like i oh, bought all you? his trophies oh yeah did you see all the paintings Wait, and first like off trophies what are you drinking i'll, g- oh, I'll God, give i'll give you anyone? one for oh just a oh, okay like right. some wine yeah do you want uh, i'll oh, give please. you like a tom gerardi i have like oh, four i have like Ryan, 40 that of that them a- now like well, there was like a gra- there was a grab, grab b- there was like a a grab bo- like a mystery box and it was like <gasps> seventy five bucks of it? and me and my friend Megan returned well yeah we bid b- on it and it was like it was that was the one that had Erica Jane's like <gasps> childhood photos and we g- we got get no don't worry we got we're getting them back oh here. I wasn't
1: worried about uh, that I, I was like you want- that shit oh, oh I don't oh, give I a didn't- shit well,
3: oh my god no because I know I didn't I that was th- th- that was creepy I mean it was all creepy but like but like there was one there was one frame photo. A little girl that uh, had a sign, uh, okay. a hand-drawn sign that says, I love Gerardi Keese. And I'm like, is this one of the fucking orphans? Is this one of the... You know what I'm saying? But that's how sick it is. They, they have these like things in really nice frames about all of this good work they did. And by the way, that's another thing that Erica, we see in the second to last episode of her saying he did help so many people. And her her thing, that's another thing. Like, well, or, or I was watching Impeachment, oh, so the Bill good. Clinton story. I was thinking about that. Okay, so it is good. But the thing is, Bill Clinton, so okay, done so many great things, right? But at the core of that kind of ruined a young girl's life. Really ru I mean, really messed up. Like, I mean, something, if this was your sister, if this was your, you know, like you, it, 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 you know, you would be crushed. You would want to kill this man because of what he did to your sister, you know? and I mean,
1: women, no, 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 it's like, oh, yeah, it's a, getting, no, 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 this is way great. Too and it's this. also the, the idea of women or victims or um, the power structure by way of a form of currency. Like Bill in the most recent, episode of impeachment said something along along the lines of like well look there are women in my cabinet i love women so regardless of what happened with monica what happened with whomever else because there are so many pending lawsuits at that point regardless of what happened with these other women look on the other hand i'm doing all of this good stuff doesn't that matter more
3: well, think about and how we rationalize our behavior yeah. to ourselves. That's the other thing. It's like not even just how other people look at us, but like when I've done wrong things, mm-hmm. I've rationalized it. Or I go, okay, what I was thinking was this, or what I was thinking, because you know, you do have to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror, you know? You do have to and I don't know. So it, it is very interesting. Um, and this is an interview tactic Ooh. I always like, uh that I, yes. I'm gonna use right now is when you met with Crystal, she did admit that Erica James <laughs> is guilty, correct? <laughs>
1: No, I, um, I had, some, I had some, I had some questions for her about something. Oh, I
3: had a, a
1: series of questions for her about some other stuff that doesn't, it does not, very specific about something unrelated to, uh, to Erica that I wanted to, uh, discuss with her. Uh, but, um.
3: But she told you in the reunion that she came off looking really bad, right? I don't Erica. remember.
1: To, I honestly, those I'm not even fucking with you. The <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you, Sarah. Me, And then I Sarah, was I'm like, messy. let's talk yeah, about this other yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. then I was talking to, her, I was telling her like dating. I was like, well, let's talk about this time that I bah, 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 da, 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 da da Um.
3: But she told you Lisa smells like uh, course men's course deodorant. That's right? how we began. That's how okay. We began. I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. But just you know, to make like
1: sure. with the tom of it all. The additional layer on on this foundation of, like, you can buy whatever you want, including protection, including PR, is the ways that he used Housewives to support the idea that he was a fucking angel. Like, he was presented as a royal cameo, you know, at at his odd, you know, elder-seeming mansion that, like very much the diametrical opposite of the narrative Erica was presenting, and yet that is where she literally lived. But um he was presenting and in conversation with Darid and whatever else that he was doing the Lord's work and he was helping people. Exactly all those quotes that you, you know, just mentioned a few moments ago. And it's, you know, there is the idea of grappling with that, of of the manipulation just even of the show. Like how many people who were in a position where they were seeking help heard about this person because of Aaron Brockovich because of the awards because of the press and maybe because oh, of that's housewives, all we heard this is the guy maybe housewives played a role in positioning him in that way regardless of who knew you know and that's it sucks
3: well now we found out and I was thinking about this of just different excuses or different angles you could take is that you know we do know that Erica You know, even though those American Express bills, Mm. you know, fourteen million dollars in American Express bills, that all went towards her people. Her, I mean, she was paying. They were paying Billboard magazine to put her on the cover. You know, like there was like wild charges Mm -hmm. on those Amex bills. Now that is all Tom Girardi's money. Is there any uh, excuse? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, funneled. Is there any excuse or play in of like, baby, I did it for you. I loved you, baby. You're just an expensive lady. Come on, like, is there any play in the? Or is there any kind of shared responsibility of this is what you wanted? I tried to make your dream come true. Is that ever an angle that could be taken to
1: one of his former ex-wives? He was doing the same fucking shit with her and with and with forensic accounting and the fact that something wasn't adding up. I think he just incredibly escalated it. When he got with Erica, and then when, when Erica joined Housewives, it was a very different world. Then it got yeah, an overdrive. Yeah, because if you look at those early music videos versus what she was doing now, I mean, it was very apparent that they were funneling. It's very, very can- campy.
3: The early ones were Candace, oh, Candace yeah, style 10K, from the um, <laughs> But there is,
1: I mean, I'm sure it might have been. Honestly, it could have been a similar ish budget, but certainly well, I, not. Yeah. I'm sure it was, you know, inflated, but certainly not at the level of the stuff she's doing now. But
3: even her makeup, like we said, her, her makeup completely changed her, her style completely changed. And I thought that was fascinating. Wouldn't it be funny if we find out that Tom's all ex-wives were all other like gay <laughs> nightclub performers that just never had the success of Erica J. And it was like, Cindy, Cindy's at the Abbey this weekend, you know, um, uh we uh, another big thing of the re- the trailer is that, and I think I hope this feels good for him is that we we got a lot of mm. andy, you did good, Andy, it looks like you did good. It looks like you held her feet to the fire. What are your thoughts on this because I even gotta say I was starting to get into the camp of Andy's not prepping for these reunions. It doesn't seem like it seems like he's kinda just and by the way, I would do that too. It's like a job where you clock in and you're like, I have to hear it seven mm-hmm. seven ladies yell at me all day. What did you think of uh, what you saw, the brief moments on, on the uh, I mean, it's an interesting position
1: him. to think of Andy no longer in the, you know, he used to juggle two jobs for a very long period. I mean, now he has a ton of jobs, but from the p- position of being an executive in the C-suite in the way that he used to be, which is different from his producer role at Housewives and his role as talent. and you could argue that could potentially give him more freedom or um, or, you know, pivot the responsibility elsewhere. But because he's the face of the network and because we've seen him go very hard at people for arguably a lot less, I think that there was a sense of tension around what is he going to do that Sutton couldn't do better? Like, what is he going to do that Sutton hasn't already done? And the edit for that trailer, which was unbelievably
3: good. So, so good. Hats good. off. Oh, Hats off to who's doing God. that. Yeah. I
1: started watching it and I was like, is this a trailer? It feels like a bonus scene. And I'm like, oh my God, they tricked me.
3: <laughs> and the, and by the way, the music. Da, 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 da. Like it was like Terminator almost.
1: The wink and nod to the Lion King at the start. Someone posted, I think it was
3: Christine, Christine, I, I posted it on my thing, but Christi, uh, yeah, Bianca Villa, and I thought it was. Yeah, genius, she was like hats know?
1: off to Rob for, Minkoff for like inspiring this, but um, which was so smart. Uh, and she did a screenshot of the beginning of the Lion King, the beginning of the trailer, but then I think also yeah. Bravo Bone Collector, or somebody, and I forget it. Truly, I truly forget which account it was was like. Oh my god, they're using the music from Inception. Like it's it was just so. I don't was think it the it music from Inception? Literally really was, but. Spiritually, it was a cousin. but I'm telling
3: you, I. But it really was intense music where I was like, "Holy yeah!" Moly, and it was also know?
1: just honestly so well done. But the edit was very generous to Andy, and I understand why because like the stakes feel pretty high there when it comes to how he's going to handle this, and also Erica is in the most generous way, very sensitive about being asked certain questions. So it will be interesting to see if there is a true volley because the, you know, the ways that the edit is done, I don't, you know, and I do think that there's like an entire arc about Erica, and I'm sure it comes in and out at certain points, but I'm,
3: especially with yeah, four I'm, parts, I'm, you know
1: I'm curious as to see how that will play out in as close to real time as we can imagine within the confines of a what will be a heavily edited performance shall we say but i I was I, I couldn't be happier with with what it looks like with what it looks like
3: now now in, in, if you were a betting woman um, what would you think you know since it is four parts you have all of these storylines mm-hmm. to cover what do you open with on the the first reunion? What do you open with? Do you open with something light like, like Garcelle? You tried your hand <laughs> at love this season. What was that? You know, like, or, or do you have to go a little harder? Do you have to go? Do you have to start with Sutton Crystal and the uh, the comments that were made in the first episodes? You can't start with Erica, right? Or do you start with a little piece of Erica? Like, what would you do as a producer? It just seems like there was so much this yeah, season. Yeah, I think you I know? would
1: probably have some sort of chum, like some sort of like one off comment and then some sort of chum just in the sense of like dangling a little bit of something relating to Erica but I also don't know because it's it seems like it would be incredibly tense and also factoring in the in the idea that I I don't know we're all in our bubbles but I think the vast majority of the audience is on Sutton's side so there's the tension of that and of knowing what's to come and also the fact that they have these women explain this to me. These women squeezed onto these couches so tightly, it looked a little I think that was purpose. Read, it had did, to have been purposeful.
3: Did you wait, did you read that? Did you read that LA Times article I just with Sutton, Garcel and uh,
2: Crystal?
3: Um uh, Crystal today. And they said they talked about being so close on the couch that uh Sutton and Crystal had uh hip issues yeah. afterwards because they were like swiveling too much. But I mean That is like you think that was like on purpose to build the tension between the ladies as well? They
1: didn't comfortably fit, but I I loved it. I was like, yeah, pack them in like sardines. Wouldn't
3: it be funny if the air goes the they start questioning Erica, the air goes out? Like you just start seeing sweat. Like Would love it. Would love it. Um so um uh the other thing too is um by the way, this has gone so fast. We're almost like fifty minutes in, and and it, it feels like nothing. Which is, I'm so happy that I get to talk to you again this week. But uh, um, is somebody there right now? Are you? My haircut. Co- I'm just like my haircut. I have yeah. a, I have to play with like- things in my hands. I
1: I'm one of those people. Like no no. You have an artistic call, process. I'm, I'm doodling. It's like a I I don't know
3: guys look at look for this at the live <laughs> show on t- October I'm 17th on if, my, she's, if she's fiddling with some, she's by the way if she's drawing the audience like a, <laughs> a sketch while she's talking you know? <laughs> um, uh, so uh the thing is this season besides Erica like I mean were you as intrigued as I was and I, I mean a lot of people I was reading, I thought it was such a fabulous season in so many ways, and also a season that really mirrored where we are in society right now. It was so tension filled, and so, and I just thought on the heels or like still dealing with a pandemic. I thought it was really like shining a light on a, where where a lot of us feel, and we're just mm. so amped up. But what else is doing it for you in terms of Bravo right now? Because there are these other shows where, you know, you have Potomac and Salt Lake on Sunday night, like back to back, I think they're both mm. having banger seasons, and it's like, you know the the theory keeps being thrown out that like they're aired on the same night and I wish they wouldn't cuz it's almost too much and uh you know which is so funny we ask for all these things and then we complain when we get them and I'm like I don't care put it on your DVR watch it the next day I don't know but like what are you liking right now and and did you like Beverly I Hills mean, as much I as think I did I think
1: this is one of the best seasons of any franchise of all time I Cannot stop talking about it. I refuse to. I don't yeah. care when the reunion ends. I'm going to be talking about this for like the, six, the next six to nine years. Like I, I'm i going to be talking about this season when next season is airing, which I think will be equally yeah. good. Grandma Grandma
3: Galley, will you tell me about the PK and Dorit stuff? Uh. But that's
1: how it's going to go. And I mean, I apologies to, you know, in Potomac's having a great season. Salt Lake City is going to be absolutely insane because salt lake city also has the humor that one could argue beverly hills so often lacks like i don't think of the women on beverly hills as particularly funny even though some of them do have a wit um and there is an argument of like what would beverly hills have been like if this hadn't happened with erica jane and My reasoning with that is like, well, it's like sliding doors. We'll never know. Like, you can't say without Erica Jane, there's nothing because this Erica Jane thing is so explosive, it takes out all the air in the room. But if it hadn't happened, something else would have. I still think it would have been a great season because the cast is so good, and we'll never know. Like, it's you can't say what would it be like without. I mean, you absolutely can. You have every right to. But uh, oh, I will. Um.
3: I'll say what I want, Sarah. (laughs) But, you know,
1: when I think of what remains and what we're going to be looking at, God forbid, um, Beverly Hills actually does uh, end, which they are threatening to do um, after this four-part reunion. They are threatening to not give me new episodes every week for a period of time. Oh not my God, Sarah! Baby, I totally misunderstood so you. Th- no, I
3: thought you, no, no. I thought you said I thought yeah. you said that they no, really.
1: I'm what, like, wait, they're I they're in the you. series. I, 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 I just was got like, got what? Off the phone with Erica, and she was like, I am gonna reveal all the. I'm
3: not. I'm not gonna do <laughs> I mean, it, Sarah. I refuse to do it. She's asking for gonna a check, and
1: we just need to do a little bit of a quick fundraise. Um, you know, but after Beverly Hills, I mean, there is something about Salt Lake City. That is just these couple episodes that we've gotten. I mean, Angie is a dream. Like, it's wonderful. Well,
3: it really is. I I, I want to do a full recap of this for you guys because I took notes today just – almost for fun i was going to do a patreon mm-hmm. or something but it was really so rich in so many different ways and angie the the new lady that's related to whitney but also friends with lisa but there's so many interesting things you know of course you had that situation with lisa and the caterers maybe and a lot of stuff has come out today mm-hmm. from those caterers and but regardless i will say lisa's attitude and behavior though is so interesting of like I don't like being called out. I don't know, get out of here, Whitney. Like the way she's no wonder she gets along with Jen. She's like a mini Jen Shaw in some ways, you know? Like she really behaves sometimes abhorrently, but just in a better way than Jen Shaw does it. But it is saying that it is still the same. Like I'm out of here. How dare you get out of like it's just in a better packaged way than Jen Shaw. Like on the ice, Jen. Like the it still confuses me why Lisa was going after Jen and all that because Jen takes things to a. A, a level hundred that it doesn't need to go at all times. And and here's the deal. She is, that, she is of that person of like, I will yell louder when mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I will out yell you and that will make me right. When she is wrong, like she is wrong half of the time she does this, but she exhausts you. It's like she's trying to combine every housewife in the book into one person, you know? Now,
1: I don't know that I agree that Lisa is like, uh, acts out in the ways that Jen does. But
3: <laughs> Well, it was good talking to you. If you can go see the show, it's October 17th. Uh, um, Andy's girl. No.
1: I think she was genuinely shocked that this person that she had introduced to to the show was like already messing with her on at the very first event. I think that there was a level of like I don't like The narrative that you're presenting on camera, and I'm upset about it because it doesn't make sense to me. And as the caterers have said on social since, like it doesn't make sense, but it still is magnificent television. But when it comes to Lisa and Jen, it's such an interesting dynamic because, you know, Heather has this odd. Uh, support and defense of Jen by being like, Yeah, what she has done is terrible, but you know, she's my friend. So, but I don't, right, I, stand I stand by, by my, friends. my friends and yeah. I like when I'm friends with terrible people. But with Lisa, I just think from a business perspective, someone who has her minor children making body wash and shampoo, she's very focused on business. She says, You know, I hang out with loved ones. The best way to connect with me is like through business so often, which you know, you know, kudos to her. But when it, I mean, or, for Taco, real, or yeah. in line somewhere else to then get a super Coke. <laughs> but um, with with Lisa, I just kind of wonder, because she is so focused on business, how she is going to handle all of this stuff with Jen because – you know, there has been this release of information, not to tie it back to Beverly Hills, but of Camille saying that Kyle, which Lisa Vanderpump was got, that Kyle did the, oh, yeah, re- the reveal at Andy's baby shower, that she was the one that said that there was some sh- stuff coming out about Tom and blah, blah, blah. And I just wonder with Lisa, if Heather went on Watch What Happens and said, I knew that what Jen was doing was unsavory. I didn't know it was illegal, but I knew that it wasn't, let's say, good. I wonder from Lisa's perspective, how much of her defense of Jen is because of the role that she has carved out for herself on the show is because she believes her. And how is her level of shock going to go as someone who is very well um, equipped to handle and talk business strategy when it turns out that what Jen was doing was like way worse than unsavory you know like how does that relationship work is it just being happening for the show is it is there something else
3: i do think we do actually see that turn too with Mm. lisa and jen from what the preview says it looks like there is a turn from lisa from what i mean that could just be like a uh, you know
1: that's the thing is like there's some stuff from that trailer where i'm like i don't know that she's talking about jen i think she might be talking about mary with the church stuff
3: But isn't it interesting, though? Like, I'm almost kind of like, not, I I wish Beverly Hills did go Mm -hmm. on forever. Like, Mm -hmm. it truly will be a a death when it ends. But at the same time, it will kind of, the only nice thing is yes. that then I can really, when Salt Lake gets really good, I can really focus. Because right now, also, the other thing is, like, people are like, oh, well, we're, we're going ahead right mm-hmm. over to the criminal trial of Jenshaw. We're going to focus on that. But at the same time, there is something where there's almost, um, I was thinking about this earlier, that with the Erica Jane stuff, there's this kind of... Um, uh, you know, there, there's almost a like she's earned it. Like she's eight seasons in. So, you know, it really makes this criminal activity and the mm-hmm. potential of criminal activity. It gives it like gravitas Or Jen Shaw, your second <laughs> season, babe. Come on. Like we're supposed to care about, you? you know, like it is like this silly thing. Like I'm still fascinated and excited. Can't, you know, can't wait to see more about the arrest. But at the same time, the Erica Jane thing means so much more because we've been so many more seasons with Erica Jane. It really means so much more because we've seen all of these relationships. We've only had one season with Jen Shaw. You know what I'm saying? It just we do have so much more uh, information on on Erica Jane to pile through to talk about character motivation. Yeah, you know? and
1: with Erica, she's always been very controlled and seemingly cold, a little cold, and then has these explosions of inherently cold, and then has these explosions of anger that we've seen against Eileen, against whomever else. And Jen is just only explosion. She's all anger. She's incredibly uh, defensive. She self-victimizes and then screams that she's the victim. She equates her own poor behavior with being harmed by her own poor behavior. And that's why she's equal with Brooks. Like, There's a lot of stuff that she does that changes this in a way that sort of takes away the nuance from it because she's always been performative. So her career yes. being a, a legal performance is not necessarily... It's a, obviously a huge shock. I was I could not have anticipated this, but it's not... She is not a controlled person, so watching her refuse to maintain any kind of control in light of what she's up against when she has been charged, as Erica has not, is fascinating. It is like not whiplash, but it's going to be a very different experience.
3: Well, like it would almost be more shocking if Jen Shaw flipped the other script and went silent of like, I don't want to talk today. I'm just... I'm just, uh, just want to be quiet. Like, wouldn't I mean that would be chilling almost, you know? Like, it's just her keeping on, keeping on. It's like it's wild to see these egos and how they they interact when the heat's yeah, and on look them. You who know, is
1: helping chill her is her chief stew, her number one assistant, <laughs> who we know in real time yes, is dude. like probably turning on her so that he can avoid significant, maybe jail time or whatever else significant punishment or whatever however you want to phrase that um I think punishment is like pretty literal but um you know it's fascinating to see the ways that she as like a tantrum or in the frame of a tantrum attempts to calm herself a little bit but the person that she depends on to do that work is also allegedly her co-conspirator I mean, we will never see this again. This will never happen again in the ways that we're watching it now.
3: But – even think about this. The show is so fascinating because two episodes ago, they were on the ice. Stuart fell for her on the ice. I um, uh, You know, oh. like literally taking the fall. This past episode, uh, Stu was about to pick up dog <laughs> shit for her, picking up your shit. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, you're hitting it over the head with this symbolism here. Uh, Finally, as I start to, I, I do need to let you go because uh, we have, but I do. This is going to be a big one. This is You might not even want to. We might even be like. Continued. Maybe I ask you. We, we start. We're doing well, a pod swap. We, okay, tell because, me. Because Candace is at it again. And it's starting to, Candace from Potomac. From Potomac. I didn't know who we were you were talking watched, about, so
1: thank you so
3: much. <laughs> now well, I was, you look confused, I and I was like, like okay, oh, I'm, shit, I'm oh, shit. I'm uh, for impact. Um, is well, no, it's just that, so we saw her get, th- we saw her almost do a very similar thing with the Monique of like, Yo, you budget hoe, uh, with your big mm-hmm. feet and your like pimp and all this stuff, like going hard at the mouth. And Mia throws a handful of salad mm-hmm. at her in this past episode, and then it's like a to be mm-hmm. continued kind of thing. But it's already started people on both sides of the aisle of like, well, this is what happens. The same thing is going to happen again. She has not learned shit. Da da da. And then then that gets the other side going of like, that doesn't mean you ever hit or get physical with anybody. Like. Uh, I don't know if you want to answer this now or on yours, but where do you fall on, on this great debate? Um, uh, because my thing is, I've always said this, and I've, I've, is the Monique thing was like, I just always go back to what my mom said. She didn't say it this crowd, but she said, if you run your mouth, eventually someone's going to shut it for you.
1: She's not wrong. Uh,
3: but, 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 but here's the deal. I'm not saying that. That forgives it. I'm just saying, my mom always said, you never know who you're going to deal with in the real world. You never know what psychological problem somebody else has. So if you are going to run your mouth, just remember, depending on who you are interact with, somebody might shut it for you. Be warned. And that doesn't excuse it. Like that, I'm not saying like Monique, like it was excused for doing that. But I will say, if you give people motivation and they're psychologically messed up, Things are going to happen to you. And I think that's the one part that I just can't wrap my mind around. Like, we're, we're still seeing similar behavior and people are like, well, she it's because this was said to her and this was said to her. But I'm like, wait a sec. But I, I don't know. It, it's something that I keep thinking about. But it's like it just gave me flashbacks of the Monique situation again. And her going so hard at somebody. uh, I mean, I don't know
1: about psychological issues, but I do know that everyone has triggers and you don't know what a person's trigger is necessarily until you cross it or step on it or, um, you know, whatever that is. And there is a genuine conversation about the fact that Candace always goes too far and has no interest. She has zero interest and makes light of the fact that she does it and takes no responsibility. And it's a bad look. I mean, I was listening to yeah. one of my favorite pods. I don't listen to Bravo pods. I don't think you do either. So bad um, it's good? Obviously, obviously. Oh. Um, uh, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Las Culturistas, <laughs> and they were talking about the fact that, you know, they have stand really hard for Candace because she's had an incredible season, but it's incredibly difficult to talk about Candace without addressing the fact that she is constantly going for the lowest possible level and she does it over and over again and then she excuses it or gaslights the person by saying, when I said these things, I didn't mean them in the way that everyone heard them that I repeated to say to make sure that you understood that I was saying this thing that you heard me say. And it's unfortunate because she, you know, um, what's the phrase that we always say? Like, respect your villains. And she has villain-esque behavior on Potomac, and yet I also feel a lot of empathy for her. And I think she's really interesting. I also think that the damage that happened in her relationship with her mother has thrown off her scale, that she thinks it's appropriate to go for the lowest possible insult because that is what was done to her. And she's either repeating history or she's building upon it or going lower than ever before. And there will always be a reason for it. And I still don't have an understanding if she knew about Mia's mom, but regardless um,
3: When she found out about it, she still went harder. She did find out about Mia's mom and she still went, but my thing is Candice, you're right, is an amazing character. Like, all of the stuff with her singing yeah. and how hard she works and all of this stuff, she is so, like, and it's different than Rena, where I can very much mm-hmm. easily dislike Rena, and I don't see a lot of redeeming mm-hmm. qualities for myself, in my opinion, but with Candace, I'm like, there's so many redeeming qualities. She's so entertaining, so funny, so, but when she gets to that side of things, I'm like, to me, I just, like, at, at a certain point, I was saying grav- gravitas of, like, at what point do you go, like... I am a queen. I am regal. I am so like, I am, um, uh, you know, fitting more into my own skin and, and the confidence level of that. And I'm like, you can do so much yet. You still go this way you know that to me is just the trigger that i would think you would work with in therapy and and one of my curiosities is does she still really even do she therapy? Might not, you I know i don't think
1: she i don't think it's a confidence issue i think she looks at this as an asset how smart am i i'm quick with my words andy tells her you're a disaster on twitter and she's like whatever her you know smart ass response was she doesn't this is not this is a value that she brings that she is smart enough and she will do what no one else does she will go lower than anyone else and good for her And she has decided that that is the not only suit of armor, but the power that she brings. And it's I am so helped by the fact that her cast members, including Giselle, are like, you suck with this. The ways that you are doing this. This isn't something to be proud of. It's it is too far. It is regardless of what is going to happen as a result of it, which is a very real conversation of how people react when triggered, it can resolve it. You know, as you said, nobody deserves to be touched without their consent and physical harm and all that. But also you are behaving in a way that could be perceived as dangerous because you are being provocative to the point of, explosive reactivity, you are taunting people into responding in a way that you may not enjoy. And you're either doing it because you think something will happen to them with their role on the show, or you're doing it because you feel invincible, or you're doing it because you just want to, because this is the kind of person you are. And it just sucks because she is triggering all of the people who are watching the show, which she refuses to acknowledge, <laughs> yeah. she's triggering people who deal with body dysmorphia, people who deal with disordered eating, new mothers, people who are dealing with
3: I have I huge have feet.
1: Huge feet. And I'm proud of them. Not really. Fine. And I don't I don't think of my feet. <laughs> I don't think insulting someone and making fun of the fact that they have big feet. Who cares? Like you you're so smart pull another phrase from your book like don't it is a sign of something of of um, maliciousness. the fact that she was body shaming a new mother and talking about breastfeeding and saying these things that have very <laughs> uh, ugly historical connotations when it comes to Ashley's relationship with Michael seemingly to forget seeming to forget that Candace herself is in an interracial, interracial relationship. Sorry, it's literally one forty in the morning. Interracial. And, no, no, we almost Rushdie, done. Lead, but just to say I, it's like talk soup in my brain. Um yeah. She is either defending against a womb that she is expecting to receive or just doing this because it makes her feel good to make people feel especially bad And it just sucks that she can't take one moment and say, I regret doing that. It's just a sign of deep emotional immaturity. And I don't know how therapy could help her if her mom weaponized it against her childhood by telling her you acted out. So now I'm going to diagnose you with all this shit. But I don't know. I don't know what to do with the problem like Candace. But I know that Candace doesn't think her problems are are ones you know like it's just it sucks it sucks but also she's in so many ways great on the show it just thank god it was just lettuce you know and not something else
3: well I mean we'll see what happens in this next episode but um uh but it really does like that I mean we talked about three great shows Beverly Hills Salt Lake Potomac and uh I just I, I feel really thankful that we do have such uh, great seasons of all of these shows and also uh, just a, a great conversation always with you Sarah I mean honestly I, I thank you so much for doing this it's been a second since I've just talked to uh, another podcaster that's that's a broad, you know like it's just uh, you know yeah you know what I'm saying? So it, it's so good to actually go over these ideas. It's very exciting. I can't wait to watch all four episodes. Uh, I would even say five now, even though I'm just bummed that we have to wait a month. That's the thing. We're going to do it. E- it's like it just it charges us up too much. And I just I want to relax. Yeah, for no, a We're going to be fully you know? gassed
1: up. It's I mean, all that Mary okay, Cosby gas yeah. that you reference. Yeah, we're full circle with this episode.
3: <laughs> toot, toot, toot. I've been toot. Um, uh, so guys, Andy's Girls live show. October 17th. I'm going to put all the information on the show description. And of course I'll throw the slide up as we get closer uh, or I'll throw it up a couple times. Uh, so you, it'll show you where to get tickets and all that stuff. But of course you can find it on Sarah's Instagram, but I'll put it up on my stories as well. Go buy advanced tickets. Uh, but if you can't, you can buy them at the door too, but it's always good to get advanced because you get a $5 discount, um, you know, and then go listen to Andy's girls this week. I know you guys already listened, but listen to it this week. Cause I think I'm going to be on it. So that'll be a great part too. And is there anything else? That- I- I mean, I am
1: happy to do a little bit of an almost giveaway to your listeners that the first person who slides to my DMs on Instagram at Dame Galley with the proof of purchase of buying a ticket to Andy's Girls Live on October 17th, which was a date scheduled in honor of BravoCon 2021, rest in peace. The first person that sends me a little, you know, uh, receipt of proof of whatever, I'm going to get you a free ticket to come as to bring a guest. Like, let's just... Do it. It's gonna be.
3: It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be me. I hey would Sarah, love uh, for you to come. Uh, the show's not Ryan, out yet, but it's, I I, I'm the would first DM love yeah. for it to
1: be you. I would bring you on stage, guys.
3: Somebody better DM her, or it's gonna be like nobody <laughs> listens to the show. We need to show her that people listen to the show. So somebody DM her. Uh, we gotta get. We gotta get yes, some baddies out there get some to, baddies. to the show. Um, and by the way, Meditza made the, the show uh, uh, poster, which I know she was very um, uh, excited about. So uh, I think it looked awesome. Um, like I said, I'm going to put it up on my stories. Um, but really, let's go pack this thing out because the better we can have this do, the more likely it'll be for her to do more and then for yes! me to even, even do one down the line. This, you know, it's a, it's a very small community and we got to all support each other. So please. Please go check this show out because you know it's going to be good. And it's like one of the best ways to spend an evening. Uh, of course, the first best way is in front of the TV. But this is like the second Oh, my God. And I'm one, just you know?
1: saying, you know, 2021 20, is almost done. 2022, we should pair up. Do some kind of – I'd love to do it. We meet I'm in right, the hey, middle hey, of hey, the yeah, country because I mean, you're LA. I'm New York. So we meet in maybe – Vicky's favorite Kansas? Oklahoma. What is, what is that? Is <laughs> I don't know what we do, but I'm here for it. I would love
3: to do it. On delays, oh we're god. going to On Delays and do doing a live podcast on at On Delays
1: whilst dancing. I can't, I can't imagine it. <laughs> I can't. Oh Woo-hoo! my god. I would love it. Would love to. That's my. That's my um, uh, New Year's resolution.
3: Farewell. Okay. New Year's resolution. Okay, Sarah. I will talk to you later this week. You guys know what to do. Okay.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Batches.